Hi guys, welcome to POV and My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid a single dime, nickel, penny, definitely not no quarter, okay? So, um, for me, it's been a long time since I sat here. Um, it's been a couple weeks, to be honest, since I've sat in this chair. Um, I was, I don't know what I was going through, but I really was feeling like I'm annoying everybody. I'm annoying the world. When I open my mouth, everybody's like, ah, shh, 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 I know that wasn't the truth, but that's just what I was feeling like. And like, and I just wasn't. I just didn't want to record the podcast because I was like, I know these bitches are tired of hearing me talk about boys. I know they're tired of hearing me talk about boys. And also, I was kind of getting to a point where, like, there's nothing boy related to talk about. Like, there's nothing to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've healed. I've healed. Like, I'm doing really good right now. Like, I really am. I'm doing so good. Um, Nothing's the matter. And I... Not this fucking train going by right now. This is absurd to me. Anyways, I'm going to keep talking. But yeah, nothing was like really the matter. Um, I got over... Who's texting me? I'm scared. Okay, per. Um, actually, yes. Hold on. Oh, I just remembered that I owe my sister money. <laughs> per! Let's get the bill, per. I was kind of feeling like I was annoying everybody. I just... I just... You know, like, when you feel like your presence is an irritation? That's what I was feeling like. And I cannot tell you why I was feeling like that. I was just feeling a little insecure in my existence. So, you know, I was like, all right, I have a couple episodes that I filmed a long time ago. So, let me edit them. And let me tell you something. Last week's episode, heavily edited. Heavily edited. The girls were asking, why is this bitch only 30 minutes? And I was like, because, bestie, if I was more than 30 minutes, I would have a lawsuit on my hands or somebody would try to kill me. So I really had to heavily edit it to just not say nothing crazy because I was really heated. I was in heat when I recorded that. Um, and I was just like, all right, let's, let's mind ourselves here. You're not, you're not a rapper. You're not doing a diss track. Like, please knock it off. So I did knock it off. And I scaled it from like an hour and a half to 30 fucking minutes. Okay. <laughs> like I say, my lacy drive, black Blackmail material. Blackmail material. Um, yeah. So, that aside, um, I, I finally ran out of content. <laughs> I finally ran out of content and I was like, God damn it, I gotta record a podcast. But, like, in all honesty, though, I have been feeling, like, pretty good. Like, I can't even lie. Like, the last couple weeks, days, honestly, I'm gonna say the last couple weeks have been pretty good because I don't really think I have time to stress out about anything right now. Because I started a new job and that bitch is time consuming. That it's really time consuming and like my whole day revolves around it. So I'm just like, uh, I really only have time for like a couple things. Like I really only have time for like eating, recording the podcast, editing the podcast throughout the week, dealing with my socials, work, and that's it. Like I really don't have a lot of time to dilly dally during the day. And which honestly has like, it's been good because like, I realized I was I was spending a lot of time with like people I didn't like. I ain't finna lie. 
Um, and not even that, like, I didn't like them. It's just I realized I didn't like me. And I think, like, sometimes you try to force a friendship because you're lonely. And let me tell you something, that's never really a good reason to force a friendship. And I think what's even scarier sometimes is you realize that somebody's trying to get themselves to like you. And they don't even know that. And you're like, uh-uh. Like, it's just a weird feeling. Like, it's a very weird feeling. And I felt that. But now that I'm literally too busy to hang, I'm too busy to hang, um, that's no longer an issue. So what happened this week? What's been going on with me? This is going to be one of those podcasts, which I always find are the best ones. So um, prayers, because I did not plan what I was going to talk about today. I didn't. I jotted like a couple notes throughout the week of things I wanted to remember. But did I remember what is going on? Going on? Uh, not going on. Did I? Do I remember even what those notes are? Not really. So I'm probably going to pause to figure that out in a little bit. But, um, but this week, um, I've been in New York and I've been having a blast. (laughs) I've been having a really good time. The last couple days have been very fun. And, um, I don't know, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but maybe we're going to do a time jump. Um, but in 2016, um, you know, maybe I do know what we're talking about today. I kind of do. I think I know what we're talking about today. Okay. So one of my biggest fucking regrets in life is the fact that in 2016, I started this internship at Complex Magazine. And this was when like Complex and Vice, Vice was huge during this time. Like Vice just released Viceland, I think like a year or two before the content was amazing. All of it was really good. Um, Munchies was the shit. Okay. I would watch, what was it called? It was this show about weed. Me and my mother would sit and watch the show about weed. And it's so funny because like, I'll talk to my mom about this. And then Jesus and Mero came and that was like mm, delicious. So me and my mom would actually talk about this. And like the other day we were having this conversation. I was talking to her about Vice. And I was like, damn, like it's so crazy how like for the longest time I really wanted to work at Vice. And like I went to like some of their events and stuff like way back when. And I was like, and now like they really, they kind of went down ever since that lady took over. And, um, and I was like, they kind of went down and she was like, you know what? It was, it was, she was like, I know when they started going downhill and there was this show on Vice and basically they, they, I don't, what are, what was it called? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. It, this was in 2017. It was called Jungle Town. And they basically, these kids went from, I don't know, you know, it was like a bunch of like really overprivileged kids trying to feel something. And they all decided, not decided, but there was a program where you could go build the world's most sustainable town in the Amazon jungle, of course. You, palm colored bullshit, okay? So um, these kids went down there with really great intentions. Some of them really were like, I love the earth. Like, I love the earth so much, blah, 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 blah. But it turned out that the leaders of this colony, um, they, <laughs> their real plan was to have a, like, a, a home, was basically to have workers for, uh, when they would extract driftwood. And there's a specific name for this driftwood, but it's, it's wood that has been underwater for so long that it is solid. Like, it is one of the most structurally sound materials on earth. Like, the wood is, like, hard. And his, 
his business, his real business venture was not this sustainable town. It was to essentially mine. I don't, is that the right word mine? But it was to source this wood that was in this water. And basically it was like, it, it was giving fraud. It was giving PPP scam. It was giving people prison. It was giving bank fraud. It was giving a lot of fraudulent behavior. Like it really was. And I think the kids started realizing it and they were like, oh no, like we don't want to be a part of this. And it turned out that the guy who was like the head of it, whose whole big idea it was, like he was a really big partier. And like, and I remember one of my last thoughts, he... The last couple thoughts I had while watching that show was it's giving money laundering, but I can't really pin my finger on where. And I don't remember what happened to the show. I think it probably got canceled. So much stuff on Vice got canceled after like one season. But um, but yeah, so I remember me and my mom watched that. And actually, did it get canceled? Because when I pulled up IMBD, oh no, it says 2017 till... Does that mean it's still airing? Um, but I don't think we ever finished watching it. And I, I feel like I'm probably going to start watching it again. But yeah, so that was like the time of like when Vice was like really like it and like and everything was just great. Like I met so many people and like I met so many celebrities while I was there. I remember I have a picture that I will insert of Cardi B grabbing my titties and my wig was so bad at the time. It was so bad at the time. And my sense of clothing, of fashion, it wasn't eating. It was starving. And you could see my bones. Yes. You know, when I say you can see my bones, I'm always like, LOL, no, you can't. I'm fat. No, the style was so bad you could see my bones, you know? Okay. So, um, and so one of my biggest regrets was the fact that I... The fact that I was there for a couple months and I kind of imagine, I think of my trip like split in half, right? Because I wanted to spend my, my birthday at home because I didn't have any friends. I remember like I was really depressed, like I was fucking depressed. And I think the thing people don't understand is, is like if you're lonely, if you're depressed, you could have, you could be having the best time in the world. You could be meeting really cool people. You could be eating great food. You could be having, no, you're not going to be having sex if you're depressed, LOL joke. You know, how many of my problems would literally be fixed right now if I was getting screwed on a daily basis like 90% of them but we're not gonna go into that <laughs> we're not gonna go into that okay. um yeah a lot of stress relief would probably happen mm-hmm. um but like you could have a really good job you could be doing a lot of fun things if you're depressed you're depressed if you're depressed you're depressed and that's really all there is to them I wanted to spend my birthday at home because I thought that that would make things a lot better. And it did. I had a good time for my birthday. I came back and I had a nice time. And then when I came, when I returned to New York, for some reason, like, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was like the rejuvenation, the, the, all of it. For some reason, like when I went back, like I was like really happy. Like I was super happy. I was in a really good space. And then I started making friends and like we were friendly and everything. And I was kind of sad because I was like, damn, like I really wish that like this friendship, these friendships had like started before I left. And now I have such a short time here. And my regret all the time when I think about it is that I wish I had just stayed up there and continued doing the, um, the, 
the internship because I my school was on a quarter system so when that quarter ended I needed to go back it was in the semester and the and the internship was for a semester and I just wasn't thinking and so basically essentially I only did half of the internship and I wish I wish I was smarter I wish I I had the wherewithal to realize that I should have just stayed at the fucking internship because it probably would have led me to having a fucking job which it did lead everybody else in the internship to have a job, but I was dumb. And I came back here so I could finish school. And I was just like, when I look back, I'm like, I got so little from school. I got so little from my college education that I I just 100% would have learned more if I had stayed there. Literally everything that I learned that got me through the rest couple years that I spent in college was stuff that I learned during that internship. And let me tell you something else. Literally, I had this realization on my graduation day because I was sitting there. It wasn't my graduation day, actually. It was graduation practice. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at everybody. They're so excited about getting their fucking diplomas. And I'm thinking about how I would literally rather be taking a fucking nap. And I was just like, I really... Like, they were practicing calling our names and stuff. And, and I remember I was just sitting there, like, just thinking, like, where do I go from here? Like, this is done. This is ended. This period of my life is over. And I just want nothing to do with it. Like, I never want to make a film again I don't want to touch a camera I don't want to write a script I don't want to do any of that by the time I finished college I was so fucking burnt out that everything that I had learned I had no interest in it whatsoever because like I think the thing with being a creative person and being in the arts and like being a writer for example your creativity flows from you it's a it's a part of you that like comes out of when you are in school you essentially are taking a lime you squoze it out when you had the inspiration, okay? You did that. You put out really great work. It, it was amazing. Like, people saw it and were amazed by it. But then you have to keep putting out that work. You're running out of lime juice. You're literally running out of juice, quite literally. And then by the time you get to the end of, well, for me anyways, and honestly, for a lot of my other friends who like we're in the same program as me by the time we got to the end of our program we was dried crusty lime lime um lime shells okay like we were we were fucking spent like we were just exhausted and like i remember sitting there my last day like watching this man um read his little he's like telling us how it's gonna go during graduation and i'm like I ain't ever gonna use this diploma, am I? To this day, my diploma is rolled up in the little, in the little cylinder that they sent it in the mail in, and it's in my closet somewhere. And I'm like, maybe one day I will have pride that I I survived four years of that bullshit. Cause let me tell you, if you know where I went to school, you know, you know that our film program was bullshit. I will never ever ever have anything positive to say about this school and i swear to god if one day i become famous and they try to claim me ah, 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 that overpaid little rascal can keep her whatever okay so i have no interest in that school and it's actually funny because i never thought that like I don't know, y'all. There's a lot going on. Like, a little while ago, I said that there was a lot going on. And I always say that there's a lot going on. But anyways, um, a little while ago, I, I, I applied for grad school. And I haven't heard back from anything. 
it literally I will forget that I applied for school (laughs) I just forget it I forget it all the fucking time I forget it I was like chilling with my friend Janae and she was like oh have you heard back from grad school I was like huh I was like, what you mean? She was like, that thing you applied for. I'm like, babe, wrong bitch. Because I don't remember this. And, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I got like a, a wave of heat just went through my body. And I was like, I did do that, didn't I? Yes, I did. So I've been waiting on those results. And like last night I watched a TikTok where all the girls in the clique, they did not make it in, girl. They did not make it in. And um, they were scared. But and now as I'm talking about it, I'm feeling very panicky and I'm feeling the need that when my buzzer goes off to tell me that I'm out of time because my camera stops recording every 20 seconds, uh, 27 minutes, I do feel that my tummy is going woo-woo and I'm probably going to check my admission status in a little bit. To make sure that I didn't get declined or anything. Just to make sure that like it hasn't dropped yet. But but the thing is, um, but it's funny because as I'm talking about this and, and as I'm talking about the good time that I've been having in New York. And um, I was talking to one of them the other day, Rachel, and she was like, you're really, she was like, have you heard back? And I was like, no, because we went to a dinner that I threw and everybody showed up. We're going to talk about that because that means a lot to me. But, um, but she, we were talking and she was like, have you heard back from any other schools? And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I haven't. And the thing is, I keep thinking about like, I don't know. I don't really have an attachment to any of this because if I don't get in, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing, like working, podcasting, trying to grow myself on social media, trying to like, you know, figure out a direction. But like recently I've really like, and it's been like this bursting feeling like, and I feel it right now because I think during when it starts turning from winter to spring, I really start feeling this, it's like this new, this new inspiration, like this new bubbling, this new, this new need to like create like the longer I'm telling you is that that seasonal depression is leaving my body the sun is coming out longer it's staying out longer there's more sunshine during the day and I'm suddenly feeling so inspired and like and I want to read books and like I want to sit outside and I want to read and I want to write the book that I've been thinking about writing I want to do all these things and I'm like if I don't get into grad school I'll just write the book that I've been thinking about writing because I've been thinking about it a lot and I feel like maybe today after I record the podcast I might like start rereading what I already wrote but um but if I don't get to grad school I'll just keep doing that and if I do get into grad school I will not write the book I will wait until I am in grad school (laughs) to write the book because you have to write a book anyways that's the point of it um you you get a completed novel and like they 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 make it the best that they can like they're teaching you how to be the best writer um and Rachel said something really amazing to me that I was like damn like this is what I want like I was just like you know when somebody says something to you and it it it's it's a form of inspiration, but it also presents a challenge. And like, and it just, like, I just get so excited. Like, like, this is yummy. Like, she said this to me. She was like, she was like, when I was applying for grad school, she said that her dad told her when she was applying for grad school, grad school is where you learn to be a master. And I was like, and she was like, that's why they call it your masters. And I was like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> but she said that and I was like, yeah, like I want that. Like I really, really want that. So I am hoping, praying, fingers crossed that admissions sees what I see in me. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I definitely hope that I get into the schools that I really want to get into. Cause I got my, I got my tab. I got my number one. I really do. I only applied for four schools. 
a gem. I am. I only apply for four schools, and if I can, if I can get into that school that I really want to go into, my life will be set. It's in the city I want to live in. It's actually it's in New York. <laughs> it's in this beautiful fucking city, and it would just like it would just clearly tell me that like I'm where I'm supposed to be, where things are meant to be, and I just feel like I would just. I would start my life. Like, that's been a very large issue for me. This is about to ring in a minute. Actually, not even 30 seconds. <sighs> right. Did I did I just check my, my grad school admission status during that little break and have a mini, mini panic attack and meltdown? Yes, I did. Good news is nothing has been updated. So, yay. Good to know. Um, I forgot the last thing I was talking about. Oh, so the last thing that I said before I cut myself off was that I have, like, this really big issue with feeling like my life hasn't started, which is not true, because that shit started 26 years ago. So it's like, (sighs) you need to get it together. Um, But what I say, what I mean when I say that is that it's just not the version of my life that I want, you know? When I was, when I was a youth, when I was a youngster, I really thought that I would have my life figured out by like 19, you know what I'm saying? I really thought like I would have a boyfriend, I would be rich, I would have the money. I don't know how I was going to be rich, but I was like, I'm going to be rich by the time I'm 19. And this was me saying this at 18.9 months. So, you know, I was really tripping, like (laughs) for real. So, and then, you know, 19 rolled around and I was like, okay, maybe I won't have a Lamborghini by the time I'm 19. You know, I was really dreaming big. So, um, um, so I really thought I was going to have my life together. You know what I'm saying? Was that the case? Per, no, it was not. Is it ever the case? No, it is not. You know that saying, you plan and God laughs? That cackled in my face. When I tell you Jesus straight up, bitch slapped me and he said, you thought, girl. He said, girl. He said, girl, you know better. Don't plan like that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, I really... It really felt like God was laughing at my face. (laughs) Straight up laughing at my face. So, and even now, like, it's only now that I slightly feel that, like, life is moving a little bit along. It's just doing a little thing. Um, and, and I always hear people say that their 20s are for figuring things out. Their 30s are for having fun with money. So, and like really actually figuring things out. And then in your 40s, you get settled and you start a life. And I, I don't think that was true for the old generation, but I definitely think that that's true now. Because a lot of the times, like not even a lot of times, like culturally, like I'm from the South, like at my age, I'm an old witch. I'm an old bitch to these people. Like I ain't got no babies. I ain't got no boyfriend. Like I ain't got none of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like... It's like, but I don't, I want a baby, obviously. I want a boyfriend, obviously. Duh. Would we even have this podcast without it? Speaking of which, hold on. Okay, so y'all, I re-downloaded Bumble and I'm swiping, swiping, swiping. And guess who I see? I see the Russian that I started this whole podcast to talk about. That's who the fuck I see. When I tell you I switch my shit, I, I put my shit on travel mode so quickly I was like, no, but like I saw him and it was like the third person I saw on the app when I opened it. And I was like, no, no, no. And if you don't know who the Russian is, go listen to episode one. Okay. That is the whole reason this podcast is here is because of this fucking lunatic. Like I was like, what the hell? So I brought up the little Russian nesting doll that he got me. 
on our like what third date or something oh my god and i and i was gonna make a really bad joke but you know i have i censor myself and i was like no we're not gonna make that joke and actually i was gonna put this out like a couple weeks ago i was like oh i'm gonna i think i'm gonna start adding like dating souvenirs I just had to stop myself really bad. Okay. I was like, I'm going to have to start adding dating souvenirs to my background. And I was like, the Russian nesting doll is going on. And as I was just saying that, I was like, what other dating souvenirs I have? I have a purse. I have a pair of shoes. And I also have a hotel key card that ruined my life a couple months ago. So I was like, no, let's not do this. And you know what? I should have known something was wrong. It says 666 on this. Is that normal? Is that a normal thing to push on a Russian nesting doll? But I didn't put the Russian nesting doll up because I was like, um, there's a lot of political tension going on. That's not what I'm going to have in my background. <laughs> I was like, nice thing, you know, somebody on TikTok is a conspiracy theorist and they're like, she's showing her support for Russia against Ukraine. And cause I had the nesting doll up. So I was like, oh no. I was like, I'm not going to put that up. Actually, I'm not going to put anything up except for my picture of Timothy Chalamet, which fell over, and my Brad's doll, and my little angels back there. But yeah, so I saw him on Bumble, and I was like, oh my god, like, I don't know. It just freaked me out really bad. It really freaked me out. So I was like, mm, no, not going to use this app for a while. So I haven't been on the app for a while, to be honest. But I will say that one, I, I was walking around Brooklyn the other day, and I looked... And I noticed something, like, and I realized that I'd been subconsciously noticing it, but not fully aware of it. I realized I did not see a single man walking alone. I did not see a single man in New York City. I have not seen a single man in New York City walking alone. Every man that I have seen has been with a woman. And I, I have this thought that that a part of getting my life together a part of my life finally starting was you know I obviously moved to the city I get the dream job I get everything that I want because I fucking deserve it and I'm always like my my husband he's not down south my husband's not down south blithefully ignoring my friends in New York talking about their horrible dating experiences literally calling me every day to complain about the men in the city and I'm sitting here listening to their pain and still somehow dumb enough to think no my husband's in New York (laughs) girl it took me approximately 40 minutes in Brooklyn to realize that that was not the case that that would never be the case and that my husband is probably on some ranch in Wyoming and he just needs to leave his house once and fly to where I'm at and you know life can keep moving but I was like I literally like I was with my friend all day and like we were chilling and like I'd see women together I'd see like and obviously I know gay couples exist lesbian couples exist we're not talking about it we're talking about cis hetero hetero cis hetero heterosexual why is hetero feeling so weird in my mouth? Cis heterosexual people. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I literally was like, okay, I see these two girls walking together. They, they're not lesbians. Okay, okay. But then every cisgendered man 
who appeared to me to be straight, I was, was, was never alone. They always had a woman with them, always had a bad bitch with them. And maybe, maybe I'm just being not confident in myself, but I was like, I'm never going to find a man here. All of y'all have bitches in your cars. You got bitches on your side. You got somebody, you got somebody next to you. How am I supposed to squeeze in? Like, what is happening? And, like, what really triggered me was I saw this one guy. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. And he did some crazy maneuver to park his car. And then he got out of the car and opened the door for his girlfriend. And my brain was like, yeah, you're not finding your husband here. I'm sorry. And, like, and she was super pretty. And, like, and like I'm going to sound so insecure. And I don't care. Maybe this is coming from a place of insecurity. And I really feel like perhaps I was triggered. But I was just like, damn, I'm not pretty enough to find a mate in this city. Like, let's keep it 100. I said that to myself. I don't know if that's the truth of it or not. It's probably not. But I was just like, I got, like, really panicky. And I was just like, the bitches in New York are really fine. And I was like, I don't know if I can survive here. I was like, I'm going to have to. But I don't know if, uh, am I going to find what I want? I got nervous. I got real nervous. I was like, this is not Atlanta. This is not the South. I was like I was like down there The bitches are bad They really are But I'm like in Atlanta 9 And in New York I don't know what I is baby I don't (laughs) I'm feeling like A 3 I'm feeling like a 3 Yeah I was like, and L.A., we're not even going on that L.A. scale because I was like, baby, we're not doing this. I was like, we're already going Humpty Dumpty in this talk shit about ourselves moment. We're not going to fall off the wall and crack our heads open and die from the panic attack that you're literally bringing onto yourself. I was like, I'm so triggered right now. And it's it's very much from a place of insecurity. I was like, we're not, we not thinking about this no more. But yeah, so I always had like this vision of my life coming together when I get to New York. And I don't know if that's going to be the case, to be fucking honest. But I will say that, like, I felt really rejuvenated. I felt so happy. I love seeing my friends. Like, I just felt so in love with them. Oh, my God. Like, literally, not felt, but I am so in love with my friends. Like, I've I've always been obsessed with them from, like, a distance, obviously, because we live in different places. But it was just different. Like, being there in person. Like, I think there's always this fear, like, when you have relationships with people. Because, like, I only knew them for a couple months. And then our friendship has sustained six years. That's a long time. And that's six years of FaceTiming, of texting, of calls, almost daily. Like, that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of communication. So, I always felt like... I had this fear when I was going up to New York. I was like, because I was having a dinner and the dinner was really like the central thing of it all. Because I manically booked my plane ticket and um, I manically booked my plane ticket and like, and in advance, I was like, before I even told anybody I was coming, I was like, um, I'm going to book this dinner. I'm booking this dinner. I told one of my friends and he was like, oh, this is where you should book. And I was like, okay, cool. So reserve the table. And then I invited all of my friends and I did that two weeks in advance. And I was like, you know, two weeks in advance, I'm getting nauseous thinking about it now, but I was like, you know, two weeks in advance. So if you, if you really love me, you'll show up for me. I do not recommend doing that. That's not a good thing to do. Um, is like, um, if you love me, you'll be there. That's not nice. That's not how that works. 
but I don't know. In my brain, I was like, okay, I'm having this dinner. And, like, at first, like, I was super excited about the dinner. I was like, yay, we're having a dinner. Yay. Everybody's going to be there. Yay. And then, like, as the dinner, as I was, like, my, I was, as I was coming closer to leaving to the airport, I was getting nervous. Because I was like, what if nobody shows up? Like, what if the six years of friendships has really just been, like, I don't know, a place of convenience. But I was fucking shocked to see that almost everybody with the exception of one person showed up and that one person like I I had jokingly told one of my friends who I spend a lot of time with her so and we were getting ready to go to the dinner so she wasn't gonna show up regardless I said to her I was like if anybody doesn't show I'm never talking to them again and I was being like hella dramatic and then my friend didn't show up and she was like are you talking to him again and I was like yeah I was like yeah because the thing is, I feel like with this specific group of friends, I've really learned a lot about myself and friendships. And I realize that like a lot of the time it's not so cut and dry. And some people, like you just have to give them a little bit more space and a little bit more comfort. And like and in a way, like it's really about building trust and like and I think some relationships really actually are worth it so much that like I'm at a place where I'm super confident, but I think I'm at a place in my life where I'm where I'm really confident with myself and how I feel about people that I can't afford to give and not give chances. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even think that that's a matter of, oh, I'm giving you another chance. I think it's just a matter of just being understanding and knowing that sometimes people can be overwhelmed, people can be overstimulated, and people can get scared. And they can get scared and not show up for you. And if it's not a matter of life and death, sometimes like, uh, like in this case, I'm just, I'm letting it slide because I'm like, I don't think it's, I wasn't hurt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't hurt by it. I'm like, I know how you really feel. And if, and I think like, I know how you really feel. And, and like, I was talking about this, you'll see how it relates back. But one of my other friends, I was talking to her like a couple weeks ago and I told her, um, because, like, we were planning stuff to do together. And and I made sure with her that I wasn't inviting anybody else on the stuff that we were doing together. Because my baby got anxiety. Like, real bad. So, and uh, being around people she doesn't know makes her really anxious. So, if I know that, why am I going to force my friend to be around people they don't know? You know what I'm saying? I don't care if I get along with them and I know that you will get along with them. I will make you make that choice on your own. I will not force you to do it like it's a fucking forced play date. So I had, cause I had like plans with her in the morning and plans with my other friends in the evening. So, um, and I, and I very much told my friend in the morning that I had plans and that like she couldn't come cause she didn't know her. So, and I was like, I'm not going to put anybody in an uncomfortable position just because I'm being greedy. You know what I'm saying? So, and I knew that about her. And I think it go, it's the same thing that goes for, like, this other person who did miss the dinner. Because I know that they can get very overwhelmed around a lot of people. And so, I don't know if that's the reason why. But I'm assuming that it's the reason why. And I'm going to pretend it's the reason why. And if it's not the reason why, they can tell me when they're ready. But... I kind of figured that that would happen. I, it's funny because I didn't think about it. Like, I didn't think it would happen. But after it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm not really surprised that it happened. Not because, like, they're unreliable or they're untrustworthy. It's not that at all. But it's just, like, I know how I can get when I just don't feel all there. 
and I'm like, if I'm if I if if I feel like I'm not all there and I can't even like get out of bed, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Am I making sense? I don't know. Maybe I'm not making sense, but I'm gonna have to make sense because I'm moving on from this. But um, but the dinner went really well, and and me and that friend like we talked about it, and like everything's fine and everything's good. But I was just like really happy. And I felt so loved. And one of my friends, she said to me, Zvetlana, she said, it was fucking cold. It was cold as hell. She was like, you got people to leave their house in the wintertime. And I think that just goes to show how much we really fucking love you. And I was like, ready to cry. I was ready to cry. Because like, you know, sometimes I think like, you get stuck in a place for so long. Literally, physically, me, you get stuck in a place for so long and then you enter a new space and you're finally doing the things that you want to do with the people you want to do them with. And it's like the best fucking time ever. Like, it's the best time ever. Like, the pain doesn't matter. Like, and I literally mean like physical pain because my feet were fucking killing me half of this time. Like, my feet are still killing me. But I'm like, that shit doesn't matter because I'm just so happy to like be with my friends and I'm so happy to be around them. And it's like having that community, you know what I'm saying? Like, having that community like feels really nice and it feels like you're going somewhere. Like, it feels like it feels like you're not in a feedback loop and like that's my thing I don't like feeling like I'm stuck in a feedback loop and I feel like I very much felt like I'm stuck in a fucking feedback loop in the last couple weeks months years to be honest so it's like I think like having new beginnings having new thoughts and all of that um is really important so I'm really I'm definitely making like a lot of changes in my life and you know, I hope things go to plan. I really do. And I hope this is not one of those situations where God fucking laughs in my face and he's like, ha ha, ha ha. And I'm, cause baby, I can't handle it anymore. Like, I'm a be real. I'm not God's strongest soldier. I'm just not. But yeah, so that's been my week. Other than that, like, nothing's really been going on. Like, I'm not talking to anybody. Any- oh, actually, something has been going on. But anyway, so after a period of time, I go through my block list and if, like, if I feel like I feel nothing for that person, like I'm literally taking inventory. I go through my block list. I take inventory. I'm like, how do I feel about this person? And if the answer is like, I hope you're happy, I unblock. Because I'm like, I hope you're happy. Moving on. So I did that. I did that with my, <laughs> with, on one of my Instagram accounts. I unblocked a bunch of people. Within an hour, one of them followed me again. And I was like, okay. There was a person that I used to hook up with, like, uh, almost two years ago now, like, summer of 2020, honey. So, it was them, and <laughs> we were talking for, like, two seconds, and then, um, and then we got to talking about the podcast, and they were like, yeah, I saw that you talked about me one time in the podcast, and I was like, record scratch, no, I didn't, and they're like, yeah, you did, this clip is about me, and I was like, <sighs> Y'all, the joy I got, the joy I felt by having the opportunity to tell this penis-having person that I never talked about them on my podcast and that that episode was actually not about you and that it was about somebody else who I actually had feelings for. And then they were like, yeah, but I think it applies to me. And I was like, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And then they changed the topic. And then 
ended up blocking me like two days later. <laughs> it felt so nice to hurt their ego. You know? It felt so nice to bruise their pride. Per. So, yeah. So, that happened. And, like, I, another incident had happened, like, a couple weeks before. And, like, I just think it's funny that, like, when you have a public platform, a couple things that I think are funny. I think when you have a public platform, one, people automatically, I think people see that you, you have, like, an impressive number of followers. They automatically think, she's a millionaire. She's suddenly rich. She's a celebrity. She's this. She's that. She's of this status. Whatever. Okay, but then also what I think is funny in that same breath is while they think that you're making money, while they think you're making buku money, they also want to somehow like insert themselves into the situation, especially if it's people that you've known in your in your real life. They want to insert themselves in the situation and claim things that are not about them. That's what I think is funny. And I love telling them that it's not. But they love to claim things that are not about them. And half of the time, it ain't good things. So I'm like, why the fuck would you claim this? Like, genuinely. Like, why would you claim this? Like, this is not... This is not it. Like, so I had a... Yeah, so I've, I've, I've encountered that more than a handful of times. Where people are like, oh, was this about me? And I'm like, no, it wasn't. If it was about you, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> because I don't care and it's like if it was about you you wouldn't have the balls to reach out to me and ask me if it was about you you know I know deep inside that it's not about you and you just kind of want it to be about you you want to be the drama it's fine it's not about you go on so I've had a lot of instances where shit like that has happened and um The way my brain works, first of all, my brain works like it's on speed half of the time. Like, literally, my thoughts do not work in a cohesive order. And I think you can see that by just going through a couple minutes of this podcast. I'm so sorry. But when I'm talking about these men on my podcast, it's like a Rubik's Cube. One side is blue, one side is yellow, green, white, what have you. I will mix that shit up so fucking much. You don't know who is who. And they will know who is who. But my audience really won't. And, like, sometimes, like... I've had instances where guys I'm, I actually am talking about, they're like, is this about me? And I'm like, what do you think? They're like, no, the details don't really line up, but I feel like this is about me. And I'm like, well, it is what you think it is. And then I'm like, it's about him. It's about him. But like, I've muddied up the details enough. But some of them are pretty obvious. So I've had people ask me, like, aren't you scared that like the guys are going to get mad at you? And the thing is, there's one guy that I've talked about a lot on here I've talked about him so fucking much and (laughs) I don't think he'd care I don't think he would care like I don't think he'd care and I don't think he'd be offended I think he'd literally be more like I'm sorry you feel that way like he's very much like that and that personality who is just like okay yeah you've irritated me but like move on like get over it that's your problem deal with it suck it up That's his personality. And I don't think he would care. I don't think he'd care. I'd like to imagine that he would not give a shit. Because I haven't really said anything bad about him. I haven't. I feel like I've said probably too many good things about him. And perhaps I have uh, slightly read too deeply into a lot of things. But, um, But yeah, I don't think he would care. The other one... The other one... 
don't know how he feel about it. I feel like I a part of me wants to think that he doesn't care and that he doesn't know. But I feel like men are so they're they be lurking, they nosy. So I feel like he probably does know. And and I don't know. I would just hope that like people don't take it personally. But it's like also at the same time, if you don't want to be talked about, don't act like an asshole. If you don't want me to talk about you on the podcast, don't be a jerk. Like, just don't involve yourself in my life. Because this podcast is a personal journal. I'm literally telling you the things that I should be writing down in a freaking journal. But instead, I ain't got no filter. And so I say it out loud. I don't think they'd care. And if, if, ugh, oh my God, if, if I've said something that's on my pot, I'm not even going to say that. I was trying to be politically correct for like two seconds. I don't care. I don't care. And like, if you want to talk it out, we can talk it out. But like, get over yourself. I don't care. I don't care. Like, um, yeah, I know that like there's someone who they look on my podcast, they look on my friends, they look on everybody around me. And I think like they're kind of waiting for me to talk about them on the podcast. And because I know that, because I'm aware of that, I'm just never going to do it. So I have that much self-control. But I will say like if anybody felt like I've misunderstood their intentions, then yeah, just like in private life, I would definitely say let's talk it out. But if you outright fuck me over and there's no second side to that, what can I say? But, um, but yeah, so my week, my, my, my last couple of weeks has actually been going pretty well. Um, I, tomorrow I'm gonna, I'm excited. I'm gonna be on a podcast with, um, somebody very popular that you may know, um, cause they host a really popular show and I'm going to be on their podcast, and I'm so fucking excited for it. I'm not going to lie. When she, she DM'd me over Instagram one day, and I was like, hmm? I was like, this is a joke. This is a joke. So I checked, and it was really her. Um, but I didn't think that it was going to happen. Like, I have this thing sometimes where, like, things, I just don't feel like things are going to happen. And, and like, sometimes my intuition is, like, half right. And, like, I feel like my intuition was half right. Because for this recording, I was supposed to be in L.A., but, um... But that wasn't happening because, like, our time wasn't lining up. And then and then, um, I got my tickets to New York. And then so I would have had to be in New York and then in L.A. Uh, within, like, a couple hours span and then back to New York. And then, and in the middle of that, I was supposed to go home. So I was like, how is all this going to work? And then the time that I was supposed to go to L.A., my work my work work is like, hey, we're having an in-person meeting, so you need to be here. So I was like, okay, so from New York to home, back. Great. So um, so now the, the podcast is going to be on Zoom, and I'm actually pretty excited about it. I got some stuff to see if I can make my Zoom quality look better. So hopefully you will see me on a cool podcast soon. No, I'm super excited about that. I, I hadn't talked about that at all because I was kind of like scared that it just wasn't going to happen. But now that it's literally happening tomorrow, um, I feel a little more comfortable like sharing that. I'm not going to say what it is until it gets out. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and like the last three times that I've gone to therapy, I... I just really haven't had anything to complain about. So I'm also thinking about like maybe if I should, you know, kind of cut back the amount of time that I'm, I'm going to therapy because I've been going for like once a week. That adds up a lot. And I don't feel like I really need therapy once a week at this point. Like I feel like I can cut back to like once every three weeks just because like I'm more stable. Like my mind is more stable. Like I don't really have anything to complain about. Like 
I'm not having a meltdown over anything. And, like, and the things that should be causing me meltdowns just fucking aren't. Like, they really aren't. And, like, and I think, like, that's growth. Like, that's healing. And, like, and I'm really excited to feel it. Like, I feel like you can have confidence, but, like, there's a level of confidence you have that is not cockiness. It's not anything like that. It's just ease. And it makes life easier. And it makes life simpler. And it lets you sit, like, where you are and kind of, like, enjoy how things are happening. And if something comes up that were to upset you, you're, you're kind of, you kind of know that it really isn't about you. Like, it's not about you. And, like, you start more seeing the bigger picture. And I feel like that's where I am. So I've been kind of, like, feeling very good. And I'm feeling very grateful about that. And I feel like I'm starting to see a new light. And I'm feeling new inspiration. And I'm feeling new joy. And I, and that's kind of, like... I don't know, it kind of, in a way, like, it kind of feels a little shitty to say that while there's so much going on in the world. Like, there's literally a madman rush, like, f- literally threatening World War Three at the moment. But, um, but I feel like life is so small that I literally could die tomorrow before the World War. Um, and I could die tomorrow and there never be a World War. And the next day there's world peace. So, you know, all these things can happen. So I feel like life is so long and it's so hard and it or it can be so short and so fast so just enjoy the little bit of joys that you do get but um that being said i did want to read a poem about everything that is going on in ukraine i am not pulling a anna lynn mccord i promise (laughs) i promise um i used to be super political and like and very politics based like I used to watch a lot of news and like really be into um really be into what is it called like political science and I think it gets past a point where like it's not it's not a form of study it's not a job it's not a concept it's real life and I think once I realized that I just it wasn't something that I could enjoy because I was like, but once I realized that it wasn't politics, wasn't something I could enjoy or pursue or anything like that. Um, and I, I know it's going to look like I'm crying. I'm not. I just I yawned. But um, politics then wasn't something I could enjoy because I'm like, these are real people. Like, these are real people being affected. These are real lives. And, like, and life is so little. And it's, like, my little life is just a little speck in the grand scheme of things. And I think in politics, a lot of people like to look at the grand scheme of things and not think about the big pain of a little life. So once I realized that, like, I just couldn't, it wasn't something I found joy in. I didn't, like, arguing with people over politics anymore. It became to the point where, it, and it, this is the point where I am, it's either you understand the human cost or you don't. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. That point blank period. And that goes across the board. That goes from Ukraine. That goes to abortions. That goes to homelessness and mental health. That goes to that. If these are concepts that you cannot understand the cost of human life on a one person scale, you lack something. But um but this poem that I'm going to read to you, if I can find it. This poem is called Love Ukraine by Vladimir Sasura. Love Ukraine, love as you would the sun, the wind, the grasses, and the streams together. 
Love her and happy dreams and when awake. Ukraine in spring's white cherry blossom veil. Her beauty is eternal for your sake. Her speech is tender with the nightingale. As in a garden of fraternal races, she shines above the ages. Love Ukraine with all your heart and with exultant faces. Let all your deeds her majesty maintain. For us she rides alone in history's billows. In the sweet charm of space she rules apart. For she is in the stars, is in the willows. And in each pulse beat of her people's heart. And flowers and tiny birds and lights that shine. In every epic and in every song. And a child's smile and maiden's eyes divine and in the purple flags above the throng. Youth, for her sake, give your approving laughter, your tears and all until you die. For other races you'll not love hereafter, unless you love Ukraine and hold her high. Young woman, as you would her blue of sky, love her each moment that your days remain. Your sweetheart will not keep his love for you, unless he knows you also love Ukraine. Love her in love, in labor and in fight, as if she were a song at heaven's portal. Love her with all your heart and all your might, and with her glory, we shall be immortal. Love Ukraine by Vladimir Sosura. Um, yeah, I just hope you have a good week, okay? And as always, follow me on Instagram at VinePhilo, P-H-I-L-O, on TikTok at D-File, D-P-H-I-L-E, on Twitter at Wordes, W-O-R-D-E-S. And is there anything else? No, those are all my socials. So give me a follow, give me a holler, give me a hoot. I love you. I will see you next week. Mwah!